0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Dear Diary. Today we're going to be discussing toxic productivity and academic validation. After reading a recent journal entry, I'm going to talk about my journey with toxic productivity and how I escaped the mindset that I always need to be doing something, and how you can escape it too. Because you can, and sooner or later, you're going to feel like you have no choice but to leave. Okay, I hope you enjoyed the episode. December 22nd, 2022. I feel kind of bad because I haven't been reading or been completely productive today. I spent a lot of time in bed watching Love Island, but it's winter break, I'm allowed to take a break, and resting when you need to is productive end of journal entry. So thankfully, by the end of that entry, I had spoken a little sense into myself and realized it's winter break. I don't need to be working during this designated period of rest. And like I said, if you feel tired, resting is the productive thing to do at that point, which is something that took me a long time to understand. But we've all been there. We've been super tired and tasks that would usually take us 10 minutes are starting to take half an hour and tasks that should take about 30 minutes to complete all of a sudden take two hours because we're just dragging along so when you're feeling burnt out take as long as you possibly can to get adequate rest and put your best foot forward this wasn't always how i looked at working unfortunately i went to an extremely competitive middle and high school they were actually magnet schools but my middle school very disgustingly called a certain subsection of students gifted and talented quote-unquote which definitely gave us a superiority complex we actually used to call the students who weren't in the quote gifted program normies as in like normal people that's how messed up the system was but i want to give us some grace because we were 11 years old and we were being fed a bunch of bs about how we were above the other students anyway everyone in these programs was teetering on the verge of having a full-blown obsession with their grades and their gpa from middle school everything was about our gpa and not just getting great grades but making it look easy If I wasn't getting a 95% or above on a test, I felt like a complete failure. So from a young age, I would go above and beyond for every single assignment to the point that it became expected of me. I had built this reputation, not just with my fellow classmates who knew me as a girl who would provide quizlets before tests and who was definitely a bit of like a teacher's pet or a favorite of the teachers, but I had also built up this reputation with school staff. I remember for one final test for my eighth grade history class, my best friend and I decided not to study. We had done the calculations and our grades were going to stay in A unless we intentionally bombed the test so in what seemed to us as an act of defiance at the time and because we Loki had senioritis at the ripe age of 13 from working so hard we didn't study. A few days later after the test had been graded my teacher pulled me aside and said Is everything okay? You didn't do too well on this most recent exam. Mind you, he didn't think I did poorly. He just thought I did poorly for me, considering my track record, because I'm not joking when I say I got an 87 on that test. An 87 on a single assignment, set off alarm bells, And I'm not telling you this to try and brag about my grades in any way, and I really mean that, unlike those 2014 YouTubers who would show their 50 presents during their Christmas haul videos and then be like, I am in no way trying to show off how much I got for Christmas. I know, I'm so blessed. This is not a brag in any way. Like, this genuinely isn't the purpose. I just feel like there's no other way for me to set the scene so that you can really grasp the almost cutthroat environment that I was in. So yeah, that was essentially my life from sixth grade until I kind of tapped out halfway through senior year of high school after I had gotten into my first college. I was like, okay, my work here is done. I pushed so many things to the wayside for academic validation for a good portion of my life. My physical health, my interpersonal relationships, my mental health all took a huge hit because I told myself that a grade defined me, but looking back on everything now, I'm not really sure it was all worth it. It's tough because I am where I want to be, and it is thanks to all of my hard work, but the journey to get here was hell, and no work is worth making yourself miserable for days on end. Now, I've never been a freelancer, but I've heard some creatives talk about how there were periods where they were a bit miserable just so they could see some success, but I don't really feel qualified to speak on that sector. All I know is that for all industries, you can't be successful and reap the benefits of your hard work if you're dead. So keep that in mind. I can speak about toxic productivity in school as I'm in college right now. And in the corporate space, because of some wretched internships that I have done that have given me plenty of experience. So, number one, you do not need to work all the time. Revolutionary, I know. You should not be working constantly. If you are on the go all the time, it's simply not healthy. There's no skirting around that fact. So, please take some things off of your plate because the amount of stress your body is under is. Actually, shortening your lifespan. Number two, your only sense of worth should not come from your work. In fact, try not to make it even one of your main sources of pride. Like, always be proud, hopefully, of what you're doing to an extent. But if I ask you, who are you? You shouldn't respond with your job. That's not who you are, it's merely something you do that is a component of your identity. People at the college I'm at love to have like LinkedIn competitions and I just want to ask them are you not embarrassed don't you feel silly if you're neglecting multiple parts of your life for any sort of work red flags are quite literally billowing in the wind just take off the rose-colored glasses stop deluding yourself you're it's not good for you plain and simple so what helped me to break free from this mindset was honestly a major depressive episode slash a mental breakdown of sorts, but I would not wish that upon my worst enemy. But what I learned from that time period was immeasurable and it's that everyone's body has a breaking point and pretty soon you won't be able to work anymore. You have to take a break. Otherwise, your body is going to force you to take that break. Now, people come to this realization at different times, but both of my closest friends right now former overworkers former overworkers unite and we partially bonded over this shared mindset we have now of I'm going to do my best in these classes and my best is enough but over exerting myself I don't know her that's simply just not in my vocabulary anymore and I have become exponentially happier once I detached myself from my grades awards and accolades of course flaunt those things when the time is right but you know what's even more impressive than having 50 awards to your name but being extremely burnt out and sad having half as many awards to your name or a quarter as many awards to your name or zero awards to your name while being happy and at peace eventually what you value is not external but completely internal and now how i felt as opposed to how productive I was on a given day is what dictates how well I think a day went. If I got a lot done but felt like shit doing it, how could that possibly have been a good day? So, I have a task for you. I want you to think of steps you're going to take in your own life to make sure you're devoting time to yourself away from your obligations. Schedule, yes, schedule time to do absolutely nothing or to do things that rejuvenate you and don't drain your energy. Touch grass. Some of you need to touch grass. Set clear boundaries between work and personal time. So if that means turning off those horrendous Slack or Microsoft team notifications once 5 p.m. hits, do that. Again, I know that might not be possible for all jobs, but for a lot of people, they're somewhat complicit in people feeling like it's okay to bother them after hours. If you can put your foot down and say, "No, Nancy, I can't respond right now because I'm too busy touching grass. You need to make that clear to your coworkers. And also, if there's a person in your life that's trying to make you feel bad for resting, tell them that the bags under their eyes are getting so big that they'd have to pay extra to check them in at the airport. And that maybe they should try resting sometimes because their face clearly needs it. I mean, if you don't want to tell them all that, fine. Maybe find a nicer way to convey the same sentiment. But that's personally the approach that I would take. Okay, that's all I have for you today. But please give me any feedback. Leave a rating. Share this podcast with friends and family. And feel free to follow me or at least a podcast on Instagram at mydeardiarypod and follow us on Spotify as well. Till next time. Bye.